What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the opening tea, or should I call it the Fit in the Form podcast, or maybe a dual podcast uh, for both this week. Coming up with a name for both kind of just sounds a little bit too long, but because we had a Labor Day finish, Monday finish, and the fact that the 30 golfers that competed in the Tour Championship are actually not here to compete this week, none of them, not one single one. So reviewing the players, or reviewing the stats, I should say, of the players that played in it. Kind of seems redundant and unnecessary since the fact that none of them are playing here this week. So it's going to be a little bit of a different podcast. Uh, I'm going to flow through some of the information, though, that you'd normally find in the Opening Tee podcast. Then I'll head right into the fit and form portion of it. Kind of probably be around 20 to 25 minutes this week. And, of course, next week, listen, we're going to be back to what we would call normal for the United States Open. You'll hear the first cut on Sunday. You'll hear the fit in the form on Monday. You'll hear the against the grain on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Of course, if that's your listening schedule, that's when I'll be putting them out. But here this week, we've got a combined first one, the the first uh, the opening tee and the fit in the form podcast. That is going to give us our first two or our first part of the Osmo Golf Podcast Series for the week. <clears throat> All right, so I've talked for about a minute now about the housekeeping stuff. So let's jump right in. As we start off with our foursome of facts from last week, obviously, without goes without saying, if you watched golf this week during your Labor Day weekend, which happy Labor Day weekend to you all. I hope everybody enjoyed their extended vacation or weekend, I should say. Maybe some of you were working uh, on Labor Day in a service part or something and certainly appreciate that. Now, <clears throat> on to the foursome of facts for the week. Dustin Johnson wins, obviously, but so does Xander Shoffley. Now, if you bet in the outright markets this week, then Xander Shoffley, or I should say the outrights without the handicap, Xander Shoffley would have paid off for you, so certainly a pretty good bet there. <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, uh, for the second fact of the week, I'm going to tell you that I think the system worked. I think that the way the PGA Tour set it up this week, in fact, worked. I don't see any problem with the way that they're trying to accomplish this. You know, this was kind of my big thing last week, so I'm not going to harp on it this week. It is a perfectly fine solution to the end of a season, which never has to end. They just wanted to, and of course, corporate dollars will certainly uh, help in uh, precluding that to FedEx being one of the biggest sponsors of the PGA Tour. Okay, third, speaking of PGA Tour, we're going to flip over seas to the European PGA Tour Valderrama is holding its own there in Spain. What a golf course. Plus two is the winner on the European Tour. We have an over par winner. 
man, I hope we get a major there someday. I mean, it would just be incredible. We had some Ryder Cups there. I think we're going to go back there again. But, man, whether it's a PGA Championship or uh, that's, I guess, the only one it could be because they're not going to do the British there or the Open Championship, I should say. And they're certainly not going to do the U.S. Open because it's not in the U.S. But the PGA Championship, maybe someday. Probably not. I'm probably just kind of hypothesizing or more fantasizing than hypothesizing. Uh, lastly, my foursome fact for the week, and maybe certainly something to look at for Wingfoot for next week, Scotty Scheffler is really in form. And now, those weird random tournaments, I guess they weren't weird. Uh, they were, uh, what do we call them, the fundraising efforts uh, during COVID that the golfers tried to do in their local uh, games. Scotty Scheffler actually played really well through them. Now, granted, they were you know home games and whatnot, but his form seemed to be pretty good when he first came back from the restart it looked pretty poor but these last five starts or so now have been very impressive as he was one of the biggest movers of the week finding himself i think he tied for fifth with a late morikawa bogey so pretty good stuff from scotty scheffler there <clears throat> okay so i just mentioned Wingfoot coming up next week the u.s open of course we have a very very weak field this week too for the safeway open so, what better time to use the information and stats and everything else we've got to offer here at Osmo Plus, just $8.95 for the week. And of course, if you want to join us for the next month, which is going to get you a major and two or three swing events, which of course the field is always just a little bit weaker, which you know always needs more research, always needs a little bit more time spent on it and but i believe the edge is there so come join us for that edge again 8.95 for the month i'm um, sorry for the week 29.99 for the month a great compliment to your other weekly dfs sport of course nfl okay let's uh, go on now to the dfs preview speaking of dfs a dfs preview for the week DraftKings and FanDuel obviously lowering their prize pools for the Safeway Open because of NFL coming back. But DraftKings still putting in a good effort to their golf product. They're offering 200 k to first, a 750 k guaranteed $25 buy-in. The high dollar buy-in this week, the $500 is offering 100 k to first. And then we get a 50 k to first for the 200 dollars $105 buy-ins. FanDuel really taking their prize pools down this week. A tenth of the size of this past one, which... Filled with no problem. They're offering a 10K to first 50K guaranteed contest. Oh, terrible. But with a lot on the line for NFL, I guess they suspect that play will be down. Last time they did this, though, contest filled by Tuesday. So let's see if that demand is certainly there, or at least it was the last time they did something like this. All right, let's get off with the housekeeping stuff here and get into some important statistics for the week and learn a little bit about the Safeway Open, which is played at Silverado Golf Resort and Spa. It's been around for quite some time, uh, but we've had a major renovation done to it back in the early 2000s, done by Johnny Miller, and he turned it into a real, real, uh, I should say the later part of the first decade in the 2000s. Uh, really made it the championship course that you see it here as today, which is a par 72, 7,100 yards. In terms of difficulty, average round last year was just about three quarters of a shot under par. It ranked 19th out of 40th in terms of uh, difficulty on the PGA Tour for the 40 courses played in 2020. It was one of the 40 courses played uh, over the last year. Should have been obviously quite a bit more, but missing two and a half months and 10 tournaments. That's what ends up happening. 
The holes break out at four par threes, 240 yards, 212, 182, and 189. Got 10 par fours. None of them over 450, though. So par, par fours, 400 to 450 efficiency scoring this week. One of those weird stats that might be important. 436, 424, 407, 417, 360, 422, 458, 412, and 375. 375, though, that one can play uh, much shorter at times as well. Four par fives, 538, 557, 571, and 575. With that being said, I want to, before I move on to the grass types, which is Bent and Poa, um, a mixture of both, of course, uh, The for showdown purposes, obviously, um, we want to try and find those birdie streaks. One of the birdie streaks that will be available is 16 through 18. It's a par five, those last two. So 571 par five, that very short par four that I just mentioned, somewhere in the 350 to 375 range. Finished off with a 575 par five on 18. So five, four, five, all very scorable. And then if you make the turn to one, too, if your guy starts on 10, you turn to one, that is also not that hard of a hole, too. So definitely a better chance at a streak going on the backside. Maybe not starting on the backside, but certainly a better streak opportunity on the backside. Okay, just mentioned that it is a bent POA mix. And now let's turn a little bit to see about our efficiency stats. If you struggle to hit the fairways, then this is the tournament for you, let me tell you. The tournament averages around 53%, which makes it rank 42 out of 43 hardest on the PGA Tour last year. This is a little bit in large part due to the fact that driving distance was one of the longest by average. So what does that mean? Well, simply it means that more drivers are hit, and when more drivers are hit, it's likely that accuracy is down. I mean, the two obviously go hand in hand. Um, Certainly, you know, some people are very, very consistent with their driver, but overall, on the whole, the more you take driver out, the less the accuracy is going to be. So what does that mean for approach to the green? Well, a shorter course that has a lot of drivers off the tee. Listen, it's bound to make the greens more accessible, uh, more accessible to hit. Just about 69% of the greens were hit in 2019, ranking it 16th out of 43. And that was in 2019. That's the numbers that I pulled. However, I, I looked at other years, and, and they're really all similar in this course, so that's why I just took the 2019 number since it was the easiest to obtain. If you do end up missing the green, which... I don't know if I mentioned yet. I apologize. Uh, hit 69% of the greens are just about there last week, ranking it 16th out of 43. If you do miss the green, which is just about 30% of the time, you're going to get up and down just about 60% of the time as well. So let's actually just try that again. All over. Let's just uh, erase the last five seconds out of your mind. Okay. The approach to the green, shorter course, is bound to make greens on the more accessible side to hit. Just about 69% of the total greens were hit in the 2019 edition. Like I said, easier for me to pull the stats. Ring it 16th out of 43rd. Now, around the green, when you did miss the 30% of the time that you did, you got up and down just about 60% of the time. That puts it on the harder side versus other PGA store stops, somewhere in the 18th out of 43. Now, once you're on the green, the overall putting average, which I think it's very important to say is it's, it's really tough to look at this statistic because the beta between the PGA Tour courses that are played is about two-tenths of a stroke. So the lowest putting average or overall putting average was somewhere in the 1.51 range, and the highest was somewhere in the 1.77 range. So again, there's not a lot of beta, but still, um, 
thought I'd mention it was about 20th out of 42nd. So kind of right in the average or right in the middle of, uh, of, of other PGA Tour stops. So maybe not that hard, but not that easy either once you're on the green. Okay, what are the stats that we want to be looking at for this week? Certainly, if you can get hot off the tee or on the approach and be lukewarm in the other. So I'm talking about gaining somewhere about on average stroke and a half off the tee or on the approach and gain about a quarter of a stroke to a half a stroke with the other stat has been a recipe for success here. Uh, certainly with Brendan Steele, Emiliano Grillo, Cameron Champ, all have followed suit in what I just suggested. Okay, so let's talk about some of those golfers that might be able to do that as we move into our fit and form. I'm going to start off with the top 10s. So what I'm looking for is my recent form is going to go back 10 to 12 weeks, not quite all the way back uh, to the Charles Schwab, somewhere close to there though. Here's a name that we'll talk about maybe a little bit more as the week goes on, Bryson Nimmer. Now, this guy has made the most out of the local IQ series. If you're not familiar with the local IQ series, it is the PGA Tours tournament that they put on for all the golfers that would have been playing either on the Latin America Tour, the McKenzie Tour, or PGA Tour China that were here in the U.S. and wanted to compete. And this guy, Bryson Nimmer, has gone out and dominated. He's got a couple of wins, a couple of other 14th place finishes, and another top five there. So a really good showing by him. Now, granted, he's playing against guys that you know haven't quite made the PGA Tour yet, so it's not like the competition has been great. But still, no matter where you do that in, whether it's the Euro Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, the local IQ series, or even the mini tours, you're still playing good golf. That doesn't always translate onto the PGA Tour, of course, but you're still playing good golf. A couple of other guys uh, that we want to mention uh, that have multiple top 10s here in the last 10 or so week. Phil Mickelson. Now, obviously, one of those top 10s is his win on the Champions Tour in his first ever start over there which is great, good for him, uh, wonderful. I don't know if we should count it, but I thought I'd mention it anyway. Of course, he came second at the FedEx St. Jude as well. That was a very good finish. A couple of other guys that have actually done it uh, on the PGA Tour there a couple of times, Scott Stallings, Kevin Streelman, as well as Troy Mellett, Merritt, excuse me, Emiliano Grillo, Maverick McNeely, and Ryan Armour. A couple of other guys that have done it on the lower tours, Ben Martin and Sahith Thagala. Who is also in the field again? We switch over to top 25s. Christopher Ventura, Doc Redman, Joel Damon, and Taylor Gooch are the only other golfers with at least four top 25s in the last 11 weeks. Another 12 golfers have three, including Eric Van Royen, new member of the PGA Tour, Brendan Steele, Sam Burns, and Sepp Straka. Now we move on to cuts. Six golfers have made all their cuts in the last 10 weeks. A couple of them have only played once or twice. One of those guys, though, is Brendan Steele, who we're about to hear a little bit more of when we switch over to course history at TPC Silverado. Wes Bryan and Mark Hubbard are two other ones, but that's if you give Mark Hubbard a pass on his withdrawal that happened nine weeks ago, and it was after a bad round or two. So probably have to throw Mark Hubbard off of that, but the way I look at it, I guess he hasn't missed a cut yet. (laughs) We switch over to the negative side. 111 golfers have yet to record a top 10 in the last 11 weeks. A staggering number, really, to be honest with you. A few names here that might surprise you. Jordan Spieth, obviously. Wyndham Clark, Sam Burns, Color Ortiz, Rafa Cabrera-Bello, and Brant Snedeker. I like my bunch there to break out of that top 10 pack this week. That gives me what? One, two, three, six names. I like that. I'll take that. Maybe it'll even be Spieth this week as... You know, 53% of the fairway is right around his driving accuracy anyway. So if the field is hitting 
less fairways, then you know he should have a leg up on the field there because he's probably better than everything, better at most other statistics than most other golfers in this field, including on the approach. So maybe that'll help him this week. Uh, when we look uh, now, other uh, top 25s, that number shrinks to 74 golfers in search of their first time top 25 in the last 11 or so weeks. Some of those surpri- more surprising names you may find on the list, Nate Lashley, Keegan Bradley, who's been really close in his last two, Brandon Grace, and Andrew Putnam. When we look at the negative side of the cut department, Sebastian Kaplan, Martin Trainer, and Nelson Ledesma. Man, they're really struggling right now, as is a few others, including past champion of the event, Kevin Twight, missing four cuts. It's been a struggle for him. Okay, let's go over to TPC Silverado now and learn about... I'm not TPC. I don't know why I say that. Silverado Resort and Spa uh, out there. It's been around for a while. Let's learn about some history going on. Only two golfers in the field of 156 have multiple top 10s here in the last five years. Both are playing pretty good golf right now. Brendan Steele and Phil Mickelson are those two guys. Top 25s. Three other golfers joined Mickelson and Steele with three top 25s here in the last five years. Brent Snedeker, Ches Reeve, and Harold Varner III. Four golfers have played all five times in the last five years and made the cut in each of them. Steele, Varner, and Reeve are joined by Fabian Gomez. Bud Cauley is four for four. Snedeker is 3-for-3, and a couple of other guys are also 3-for-3 there as well. Okay, now when we switch over to the negative side. Now when we switch over to the negative side of things, of course, with only two golfers having multiple top 10s and a couple of other people not really playing well here, it's going to be plenty of players, 122 to be exact. That'll be in search of their first top 10 here at Silverado North Course. Of these golfers, Lucas Glover, Kevin Schumann, and Peter Malnati have played it all five times. In fact, each of them, however, though, have do have a top 25 here. So all is not at least that bad. But all is pretty bad for in Napa for John Huh, who's missed four cuts in the last five tries. Robert Strepp is yet to make a paycheck going 0 so now we'll move on to our fit and form golfers that we saw come up in both of the course fit and recent form. Three golfers have done that this week. Brendan Steele has had a bit of a resurgent year starting all the way back at the Sony Open where he lost in Camp Smith in that playoff. But still, other than that, a pretty good year for Steele getting all the way to the BMW Championship. Phil Mickelson has had spurts of great golf as a 50-year-old. He's had a couple of top 10s here in the last five years plus a couple of top fives in golf tournaments that he's played in in the last couple of weeks. And the last guy, Harold Varner. He's the only golfer mentioned in both the positive side on both the course history and recent form. He's got a top 10 in the last couple of weeks and three top 25s here at the Safeway Open. So pretty good start for him. Now let's go on to our last part of the, we'll call it the opening tee fit and form podcast this week. The strokes gained portion. So, stroke gained total here. Kevin Streelman leads with seven starts in which he's gained over two strokes total. A couple of other guys have six, including Jordan Spieth and Cameron Tringali, as well as Joel Damon and Sam Burns have five. So, definitely golfers that you want to target in your GPPs this week. Certainly high upside gaining two strokes total that number of times versus the field. When we switch over to strokes gained tee to green, Harold Varner and Kevin Streelman each with six starts that ended up in over 1.75 strokes gained tee to green. 
See, what Kim and Luke List have done that, th- have done, I should say, have gained 1.25 strokes TD Green three times over the past 10 weeks. Harold Varner, Shane Lowry, Keegan Bradley, and Doug Gim have all done it twice, interestingly enough there. I forgot to mention on the strokes gained total side the last eight weeks, Taylor Gooch has gained 1.25 strokes four times. See, what Kim and Ches Revy have done it three now when we go to strokes gain off the tee, Jonathan Vegas, he's gained over a stroke at least seven times in the database. Three others have only done it five times. That's Harold Varner, Doc Redman, and Sam Burns. Last eight weeks, however, man, this is crazy. Last eight weeks, I only found three golfers that have gained at least a stroke off the tee in one start, let alone two, three, or four. Except Straka, Russell Knox, and Bo Hostler. Three random names there. Uh, Emiliano Grillo, Patrick Rogers, Taylor Gooch have four times in which they've gained over a quarter of a stroke. So not really that hot off the tee, but consistent more like it, which might be fine if any of the four of those could find their irons here this week. Speaking of irons, Emiliano Grillo, he's the only golfer to have gained at least one stroke ten times or more. Doc Redman, Kyle Stanley, Russell Knox, Jason Duffner, Cam Tringale all have done it eight times. It's in our in my database. In the last eight weeks, Keegan Bradley and Brandon Grace, as well as Siwoo Kim, have all done it twice, gaining over one stroke on the approaches. Last couple here as I approach the 21 or 22-minute mark stroke gain around the green. It is the Jordan Spieth category. There's no doubt about that. He leads in the data set with number of times gained over a stroke around the green. I think it's getting close to double digits there. And he also leads in total... Strokes gained around the green over the last 10 weeks in the field. So I guess I gave Spieth his 20 seconds of fame there. Because it's not going to be the Jordan Spieth category in strokes gained putting. In fact, he has yet to gain a quarter of a stroke putting in the last 10 weeks. Think about that. No times. Now granted, maybe some of the strokes gained he gained around the green were with his putter. But it goes to show you that when he's been putting on the green, it has not been good surprisingly. It has been good, however, for Aaron Badley, Troy Merritt, Maverick McNeely, and Doc Redman. They've all gained at least one stroke in the last eight weeks multiple times. Believe it or not, Denny McCarthy hasn't even done that, although Denny McCarthy is one of the leading uh, top ten in average strokes gained putting, so he's been maybe a little bit more consistent and not as hot as we've seen him certainly in the past. Okay, well, that is 22 minutes of some solid information going into this week for the Safeway Open. Of course, I am on a little bit of a road trip vacation with the family. I guess I shouldn't say a little one. It's about 10 days long. We're almost at our last destination here in Hilton Head, where we'll be spending four days. In fact, I might even find my way over to Harbor Town to play around if I do find the time. If not, I'm sure I'll find one maybe a little bit closer to my hotel where I'm staying. Uh, Of course, it's a Disney property. In case you didn't know, Disney does have properties all around the world, and there happens to be one in Hilton Head where we're staying. Uh, So I will be off the Wednesday show uh, due to the fact that I don't know that I'd be possibly at 8.30 on vacation, 8.30 at night, be able to uh, give a quality show. So I've got my buddy Jeff stepping in for me, uh, and of course Ben Raz will be there. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to be able to put together, of course, the Against the Grain podcast with no problem. You'll hear that Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And then what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to, since I'm not going to be on the show, I'm going to put out 
a, a podcast, uh, a subscriber-only podcast, so another reason to join the Osmo Plus side, where I'm going to talk about all of my plays in the winning element and how I am dueling out, or I should, maybe shouldn't say dueling out, allocating all of my plays for the week. So it should be a good, short, fun pod that I'll do to make up for not being on the uh, on the air this week. So until next time, everybody, check out, of course, the Fit in the Form article and the Strokes Gain analysis, as well as the First Cut, all live and free on the Osmo website. Just go to osmo.com backslash PGA, and you'll find all of the awesome articles that we put out, including the three that I just mentioned. So, but until next time, everybody, thank you for joining this book called The Fit in the Form Opening Tea Podcast, part of the Osmo Golf Podcast Series. So, thanks again, everybody, for joining, and we will see you on the other side. Cheers.